Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, thank you so much for joining me today for the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. This is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. I'm super excited about today's show. Today, we're going to explore one of the biggest questions marketers want to answer when it comes to social media, which is how in the world do I measure this stuff? What's the return on investment? We're going to explore these things with Nicole Kelly, who's the author of the new book, How to Measure Social Media. But first, we're going to transition over to a caller question. But before I do that, can you believe it's already February? It seems like it was just Christmas just a few days ago. Anyways, I thank you so much for joining me on the ride. So let's go ahead and transition over to our caller question. Fresh off the jungle trail, here's this week's social question. Hi, Michael. This is Ben Adam Smith from houseplanninghelp.com. And my question for you is, how long should you spend managing your social media? There was a time that I was trying to just be on social media throughout the day, and that proved a pretty rubbish strategy, although I was on social media. And then recently I've got involved with Hootsuite and Buffer, but I'm on the basic packages there. I don't know whether I should be using premium services. And I wonder, does it count against you if you use them to post on social media? So quite a few questions there. Sorry about that. I just wanted to say it's an excellent podcast, though. Thank you very much for that. And I'm looking forward to your answers. Great question, Ben. So let's get to the core of what your question is, which is how much time should I be spending on social media? First, I want to just mention a statistic from our 2012 Social Media Marketing Industry Report, where we surveyed about 3,800 marketers and asked them what kind of time investment they're making. Turns out that about 64% or about two out of three people are spending between one and 10 hours a week on social media. Now, if you go to the upper end of that 10 hours and you calculate that over a five-day work week, that's a maximum of about two hours a day. So what does that mean? What it means is that people are investing a fair amount of time in their social media efforts, but not an enormous amount of time. So just to kind of help you figure out where you should fit into this and ways that you can spend less time and still get a great result, let me just share a very simple plan with you. First of all, back to those scheduling tools you were mentioning, like Hootsuite and Buffer, um, what you can do is schedule some of your activities, but not all of your activities. What we do at Social Media Examiner, we use a different tool called Social Oomph, but what we use is we schedule our tweets and we schedule our LinkedIn updates only. And the reason we do that is because to the best of our knowledge, Twitter and LinkedIn are the two networks that do not penalize you for using their tools. 
And we have heard mixed reports over time as to whether they do or do not penalize you when it comes to Facebook. We, when it comes to Facebook, we found the absolute best thing to do is to manually update your Facebook newsfeed. So going back to Twitter for a second, what I would do if I were you is figure out a bunch of interesting things that you can schedule up like in one hour. So spend an hour and schedule an entire week out. Find some interesting content that's being written about in your industry by others other than yourself. Maybe schedule some links to your own content in there as well. Perhaps an occasional tweet about maybe an activity or an event that you're going to be participating in or attending. But queue those up and then just let those be scheduled out over the period of a week. Now, if you want to also schedule stuff on Facebook... Facebook has its own scheduler built in for Facebook pages. So you can actually at the same time go into Facebook and you can schedule your updates using the Facebook um, built-in scheduler. The only downside to that is I've had mixed reports on on that. And if you want to learn how to do that, uh, go to socialmediaexaminer.com and do a search on Facebook schedule or Facebook scheduling and you will find more and we'll be sure to link to that in the uh, show notes. Then the next thing you want to do is track what is working, and you're going to learn how to actually track what is working in today's podcast, but when you begin to realize that some things are working better than others, then what you can do is scale back on the stuff that's not working or experiment more on the stuff that's not working and increase your activity on what is working. Now, if you want to try to get your question answered on a future episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast, The best place to do that is by leaving us a voicemail. And you can do that at socialmediaexaminer.com slash voicemail. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. With that, let's transition over to today's expert interview. To help simplify your social safari, here's this week's special guest. Today I'm joined by Nicole Kelly. And if you don't know who Nicole is, she's the author of a new book called How to Measure Social Media. She's also the CEO of Social Media Explorer and SME Digital. Nicole, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm so glad to be here. Today, Nicole and I are going to explore one of the biggest questions that marketers struggle with in the social realm, which is how do you measure, how do you determine the return on investment for your social media marketing? Now, Nicole, in your opinion, why do you think so many marketers are struggling with measuring return on investment? 
I think that one of the reasons that it's become such a challenge is that marketers have kind of redefined metrics to try to measure social media. I think if you look at kind of the reports that you get out of some of the tools, we're talking about a whole new level of metrics. We're talking mentions, retweets, and all these words that quite frankly, at the end of the day, are very similar to things that we've measured in the past, but we've decided that we've got a, you know, social media is special. And so we're going to measure it in a special way. And I think that's almost set us up for failure because when you're trying to justify what you're doing or you're trying to measure the return and you can't compare apples to apples to something else that you're doing, uh, it becomes really difficult to compare and to optimize what, you know, whatever that return is. What are some of the what are some of the ways people have kind of played with the ROI phrase in the social realm? Oh, I've seen everything. Return on influence, return on engagement, return on conversation. Uh, we, you know, I, I almost laugh every once in a while and say we've kind of decided that ROI, we, since we can't measure ROI, or at least we, the people think they can't measure ROI, we're just going to make something up and, and we're going to try to justify it. And the problem with that approach is that at the end of the day, you know, return on investment is a financial return. And whether or not that is the best measure for success of social media doesn't really matter because it is the measure of success for business. And so if we can't translate social media into a positive ROI in the traditional sense, then making up a new word doesn't help us. It just, you know, makes people question our credibility. Before we dig into this in detail, let's step back for a minute. And why don't you share with me What's the backstory that led you to tackling such a big issue as social media ROI? Well, I, I spent you know most of my career in corporate marketing, and so kind of growing up in the boardroom, and it was there was a study that came out from the Fournay's report that said that seventy three percent of CEOs basically you know think marketers lack credibility, business credibility, and the re, the number one stated reason was because we talk about these trends like social media, and that was really upsetting to me as a marketer who works really hard and does have a really good understanding of business, and you know. And I think that marketers have kind of gotten caught into this trap of trying to measure social media differently. And so I decided that, you know, this is not something that is as hard as everyone is making it. Quite frankly, it's it's actually pretty easy to measure social media. And so if I could provide kind of that how-to guide and and step-by-step instructions to show someone how they can translate social media in a way that can be compared cross-channel, um, then it was something worth doing because at the end of the day, what's happening is if you look at CEOs of companies, most of the time they come from finance positions. They don't normally come from marketing positions. And I kind of want to help marketers build that path to the CEO position. And I remember, I can't remember exactly how far back it was when, when you started writing for our publication, but I know that uh, a lot of the articles that you wrote, well, nearly all of them were related to ROI. And there was just this insatiable, never ending appetite for people wanting to figure this stuff out. And do you feel like that's still the case today? I do. I think that people still are trying to figure it out, but I think that they're also getting they're, they're actually ready to measure now. Um, when I first started talking about measurement, it was um, a lot of people were talking about it in more philosophical ways. I think that you're starting to see that uh, companies are really start and marketers in particular are starting to understand that, oh, wait, 
social media, it really doesn't matter how many fans I have or how many followers I have. At the end of the day, if I, if I could compare this to what I spent on pay-per-click advertising and I start measuring something simple like a cost per click on all of the web traffic we're sending to our site, now I actually have something that I can justify a budget for. Um, so I think that, I, I don't think it's come full circle quite yet. I think that marketers are just now starting to really put frameworks in place and start spending money on being able to measure because while there are some inexpensive tools, it does require um, some strategy and, and an approach of how you're going to measure it. So I'm seeing that that's starting to come about, but there's still a long way to go. Okay. So for the marketer that's listening right now that wants to um, get their brain around this, what, what's the first step that any marketer should take when, they, when they're thinking about you know, grappling with social ROI? The first step is to never use a metric that is a social media metric. So you should never talk in terms of fans, followers, likes, retweets. Just take that, take all of that lingo away and start thinking in terms of, of other marketing channels and what you measure. So if you think about pay-per-click advertising, for example, we measure cost per impression. We measure cost per click. Um, sometimes we, you, we measure cost per conversion. If you look at public relations, we measure cost per impression um, and cost per mention sometimes. So if you, the one thing that you can absolutely measure right now is how much you spend on content and agency fees and all of those things for social media marketing. And if you start dispelling all of that into the cost that it, of whatever it's brought to your website or whatever the conversions are, then that's something that is easy and, and people understand it. And as I like to say, you, it doesn't require a PhD in cool to understand. So if I can kind of restate what I hear you saying, use the terminology that the executive suite is familiar with, right? I mean, exactly. that, that's the gist of what you're saying. Put yourself in their shoes. They don't speak retweet, <laughs> right? So they don't. use their language and, and that's a step in the right direction. Um, let's talk about kind of the main objectives that you see a lot of marketers measuring. Can you kind of, kind of help elucidate that a little bit or share a little bit more on that? Well, I think the thing that I see a lot of is is we're measuring reach and engagement. Um, and I see that really, really heavily with most companies. And it is, that's how far measurement has kind of come is that, okay, we're going to measure the size of our audience and we're going to measure how often that audience engages with us. And that those are all, you know, good metrics. I think as marketers, we want to optimize what we're doing. And the only way we can do that is to measure how often people engage and whether or not a piece of content is performing. What we've missed, though, is that Ultimately, business comes down to three things, and it's sales volume, revenue, and cost. We haven't quite connected that bottom of the funnel where the actual conversion happens, where the sale happens, or the customer retention process. And so because we haven't connected those things, we have executives with misaligned expectations of where social media fits into the sales funnel, because quite frankly, it's very high funnel, and you really do have to do marketing after that. I see that with social media, typically what's happening is we're generating interest in the social channel, but we're converting them using email marketing or uh, they come through organic or pay-per-click. And so if you don't align those expectations, you can really set yourself up for failure and it can really kill your ability to get any kind of budget. Um, you have a section in your book where you talk about leads, I believe, right? Um, or something mm -hmm. along the lines of leads. Can you give an example if an organization that's listening right now is trying to use social to somehow grow a list or generate some sort of leads and inquiries, what might be some of the things they you would recommend? 
So the first is, is that there are two different types of what we consider leads. There's what's called a soft lead, which is someone who's exchanged their email address in return for something. So um, on Social Media Examiner, you can sign up to get your blog posts every day. That's, that's an example of what we would call a soft lead. A hard lead is somebody who's actually um, converted into a client. So they, you know, they, or they have become a qualified prospect if they haven't bought at that point. So it's someone that would be either passed along to your sales team or they would go into a specific sales funnel. Um, the thing that I would recommend, and I see this all the time, if you're trying, it starts with generating the soft lead and then you use email marketing to convert them into a hard lead. But people, you know, the biggest call to action I see is sign up for our newsletter. And that's just really, honestly, it's kind of funny to me because how many people really sign up for a newsletter anymore? It's like newsletter is the new, like the clean word for spam. And, and people don't really want a newsletter. What they want is something of value. So even though you may in the end be delivering a newsletter, it's not the best call to action to get, to get that email address so you can do additional marketing. We like to do uh, content-based marketing, so we're giving them something in return for their email address and then telling them what kind of emails they can expect after that. All right, so let, let's carry this thread a little bit further. So in the case of someone who's trying to gain leads with their social media efforts, what exactly do they measure and how do they connect all the dots together? Well, the biggest thing that they need to measure is the cost per lead. So most companies who spend money in marketing are measuring what the cost per lead is today. The second piece you want to measure is the cost per acquisition. So how much did it actually take for or how much did, it, did you spend to get an actual customer? Those two metrics are things that you can measure cross-channel. Now, the one thing that I will say and just uh, let people know is that one of the, ch the biggest challenges with social media is that we're trying to measure social media in the social channel when, in fact, the business value tends to happen on the website or through the email list. And so you have to stop thinking in terms of one silo when really social media is one part of the story. And okay. you notice that in the book, I mean, I talk about the sales funnel and I use that model because CEOs and chief marketing officers tend to understand that model. But the reality is, is that when people are coming through the buying cycle, they can touch 20 or 30 different types of marketing information before they convert. And it's not really a linear process anymore. People bounce around, they bump, bounce in the funnel, out of the funnel, all of those things. So you really need to figure out how you can measure every touch along the cycle. And the best way that I found to do that is using some kind of a marketing automation system that's actually measuring every touch point. Okay. So this kind of might be a good transition to my next question. Um, a lot of people have content, for example, that they're promoting. Let's just say it's an ebook, and let's say that they're using Twitter, and let's say that they're using Facebook and maybe LinkedIn um, to drive traffic to that ebook or to a page that has the ebook on it. How do they actually connect the dot? And let's say they're also using traditional marketing methods like email and so on and so forth to drive traffic to that ebook and maybe cost per click, uh, pay per click advertising. How do they actually track like? How do they determine whether or not it came off of a tweet, you know, that somebody actually decided to fill out the form? What's is there some special stuff that allows them to track that kind of level of detail? Um, yeah, I have a, a little secret recipe for that. Um, 
So number one, it starts with, and every and companies have a variety of different um, web website analytics tools, but most of them have Google Analytics. And so the first is you need to have a goal set up on that conversion page um, with the thank you page. So you set up a goal on the thank you page. And then with every link that you share, you add what's, what are called cu um, custom URL parameters. And those are essentially three parameters that you can append to the end of a URL that tells Google Analytics the campaign the medium and the source of where that link was posted. And so it used to be that we used this for advertising and it was a very static link. Now we can extend that and, and what I do is I use those parameters and keep track of them in a database that we use that actually tells me exactly which status update generated that conversion because I've numbered that status update and I have it in a database and I use the source medium and campaign with that number in order to be able to track it down to the conversion point. Very, very interesting. And then um, once you've got all this data together, um, how in the world do you convey some of this stuff to management? So it's very, like, I think there's two types of metrics. There are the metrics that managers care about that, you know, are important for optimizing your results. For example, which tweet led to the most conversions that month and should we do more tweets like that? That's very important for us. But once you start getting into executive management or executives, that kind of stuff is way too far in the weeds. So we usually distill it down to three things, cost per impression, cost per engagement and cost per lead. Um, sometimes we also add in cost, cost per um, customer acquisition. If we can get to revenue and there's an integration with CRM, we'll start adding some things like average revenue per customer and, and revenue metrics and so forth. But those big three are ones that have historical um, presence in the company. They have benchmarks for success. There is a known um, acceptable cost for each each one of those things. And so that's all the executive team cares about. And quite frankly, social media is one line item on a budget of many marketing channels. They really don't pay attention to the nitty gritty detail. And I would honestly say that if they are paying that much attention, it probably means that the marketer has not positioned social media in the way uh, to show the integration into everything. It's, it's been placed into this special treatment zone or the silo, um, which is why they're, they're scrutinizing it so much. I mean, my goal is always to get it into that one line item on an overall marketing report. Do you think marketers are kind of scared to actually be held accountable in any kind of way? And because there is a scary side to this, right? If you start delivering these kind of metrics um, and it shows that indeed it's not working, well, then your job's on the line, right? Yeah. And, and I think you're absolutely right. I think they're, I think people are scared to measure, but, um, and I will also say that when you start measuring, a hundred percent, I'm pretty sure your ROI is negative because it's like anything else. If you haven't measured and you haven't worked to optimize that, then you, you're probably doing more of the things that aren't actually delivering the true ROI. They may be delivering more retweets, but they aren't actually delivering website traffic that's converting. And so um, I think there is a little bit of a, a fear around that. But frankly, it's just it's changed so much where this pressure isn't just about social media. This pressure is coming for the entire marketing channel. And social media is one element of it. Whereas the rest of the marketing channel has become more sophisticated and getting the numbers has become easier. Social media has kind of been hanging out there as this test test case. And um, 
I think that now is basically the time where marketers have to get really serious. Is this going to be something that you integrate into your marketing plans and into your business internally and externally? Or is this something that you're just going to piddle on the side? Because it's like anything else. I mean, if I go out and I spend $100 on Google AdWords, I can't go back and then say, oh, that Google AdWords is awful. It doesn't perform. What about the person who's listening right now who... um buys into some of the softer sides of social media, the engagement stuff. So for example, uh, the person who is just, um, for example, the company that part of their strategy, like social media examiners to answer questions on the wall, just as a public service, or what about people that just go out of their way to engage people that are replying to them on Twitter with just a simple thank you. These kinds of things don't necessarily lead to any kind of simple measurable ROI, do they? And should they be measured? Um, I think that there are, um, I, I'm, I'm not, they, it's not that they don't lead to an ROI, but I think that the intent is different. There's just being a good steward in social media. And then there's also connect, finding a way to impact business. And I think, you know, it's a combination of both of those things that work. I actually did an interesting, um, a, a little interesting t- uh, test as a for the promo of this book. And, you know, one of the things I did is I said, okay, well, I'm going to test if because I'm not like the, here's like my sales pitch and buy me, buy me kind of person at all. And so I was like, I'm going to try that. And then I'm going to test something that's more of an organic piece of content and see what happens. And so I sent out a status update on just my Facebook page and I said, you know, hey guys, if you're still in the market for shopping for the holidays, my book is a, a great gift. Ha ha ha. And I had a link. Absolutely no engagement whatsoever. But the minute that I went and I took a picture of myself in Barnes and Noble, the first time that I saw my my book on a bookshelf. I saw that picture. That Yeah. I mean, it was like I got tons of feedback. People loved that. Did it generate sales? I don't know. I haven't gotten the numbers yet, but what might have led to this interview? Yeah, (laughs) it's like it was it was the one thing that, you know, people could connect with because it made me human. And I think that there's a difference between measuring ROI so that you can justify expenditures and trying to make that the case to not be human in your social channels, because that's not what this is really about. You should continue to be human and you should continue to provide value. But if you are doing that, ultimately sales are going to result. The question is, can you track it through the funnel? Okay. um, One more question for the person listening right now who maybe can't afford super sophisticated tools that I'm sure likely exist. Can you mention a tool or two that somebody could try to use now or in the next few days that may begin to give them some more insight into their, you know, their, their metrics, if you will, and and maybe their return on investment. Yes. Um, so the one that most people are going to have is Google analytics. I would say that you should take a look at the goal conversions that are set up on your site, because none of this works if you don't measure conversions. So that's the first step. The second step is you can do a search for Google URL custom, uh, I'm sorry, Google custom URL builder. And that allows you to put in those three parameters that we talked about. It generates a long URL um, that has all of them appended. And then you can take that and shorten it in your social channels. That's the first step. Um, After that, once you've kind of mastered that and you've tested it and you're seeing all this awesome data that's going to rock your world, then you can say, okay, now we want to connect to sales data and how do we do that? And typically that's going to be plugging into a marketing automation system that attaches to CRM, uh, like a Marketo or a Pardot and, and tying in a Salesforce, or you're going to be able to pass directly to C- CRM. We've done it certainly both ways. 
Outstanding. I know that, uh, Nicole, we've barely scratched the surface of this. Um, if folks want to learn more about your new book, Measuring Social Media, or no, I'm sorry, uh, your new book, How to Measure Social Media, um, and about you, where would you send them? I would tell you to go to socialmediaexplorer.com. Um, there is a tab called Books, and you can see all the books that have been written by our authors, including mine. Um, or you could always uh, reach out on Twitter. I'm Nicole underscore Kelly. And I just want to let everybody know that that I have a copy of this book. This is by far the most sophisticated book that I've ever seen that tackles this in an actual, measurable, direct way. Not the warm, fuzzy redefining what ROI stuff means, but really something that's useful. So strongly recommend you check out her book, How to Measure Social Media. Nicole, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day and joining us on the show today. And thank you. Have a great day. Well, I hope you got a lot out of that interview. Definitely be sure to pick up a copy of Nicole's book. You're going to love it. And also, if you want to get any of the links that we mentioned in today's uh, show, socialmediaexaminer.com slash 26 will get you directly there. Also, if you love the Social Media Marketing Podcast, could you do us a favor and visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash love? This will populate a tweet into your uh, Twitter stream, essentially letting your friends know about the show and helping us spread the word. This does bring us to the end of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. If you like what you've heard, one more thing you could do to help us out is give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And you can do that by visiting socialmediaexaminer.com slash iTunes. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.